0: Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. As always, it's a Monday. That means it's the BBP time. That means it's myself, Brent Young, joined by two guys, two fellas, who were able to take in beautiful stories, beautiful accounts from, a, from one country singer over the weekend and a, and a couple of other eyeballs that were there in attendance. We're going to rehash that. We're going to talk about that. But first, got to welcome in the guys. Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel. Aaron, Chad, guys, how how are we?
1: Pretty good. Yeah, we're doing well. Doing well. I, I can, I can, this is like uh, San Diego weather the past couple days. I can,
0: Yeah.
1: I can mess with this. We've been, we, we've become, uh, now that we're in the suburbs, we've become like uh, driveway dwellers.
0: Okay. Right? So
1: just kind of got my new grill. So we've just been kind of. Hanging out in the driveway, watching life right. go by. It's been, it's been delightful. Go. I was it's, wondering if I could like get my stuff set up outside and do the, P- the BBP from, from outside ooh. tonight, but ooh. didn't work out.
0: <laughs> what well, about the fire pit? Is, is this fire pit Friday going to still be in full effect, we think? Oh, yeah. We we did fire pit Friday from the driveway. Okay. Uh,
1: we've got a little bit of a spot in the backyard, but... Uh, it's not quite as nice as our our old spot. Like we right. had like kind of little a, a little fire area back in the corner of the yard. This is a little more open, and there's 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 not much flat space in our backyard. It's a pretty steep hill, so uh, we, we've been we've been hanging out in the driveway. It's been delightful.
0: I don't want that fire rolling down the hill, Aaron. Any uh, any yard work? It seems as if you're you've got a little little pep to your step tonight.
2: Uh, Good. Not, Good. N- none today. Uh, it rained today, but um, okay. I mowed the four acres yesterday. So, oh,
0: Athens finest hit them up if you need help in the uh, not in sure. the lawn. He'll, no, don't, don't do that, they'll be there in the gym. <laughs> but uh, you know, speaking of needing help, Danco transmission, uh, you know, our guys, our guys mentioned the BVP, mentioned, mentioned Aaron Smith, mentioned four acres of lawn mowed, mentioned brand new grill, hamburgers and hot dogs. Mention Chad Brendel to Danco Transmission. Get $10 off your next oil change. Danco Transmission. Guys, we were kind of texting a little bit today. uh, Very, very very briefly. I said, what are we going to talk about tonight? And it's kind of uh, not much going on. You know, you guys kind of really touched on the Garth Brooks talks. We're going to rehash that because I want to hear (laughs) both of your guys' accounts now that you've gotten firsthand accounts. But then... All of a sudden, this afternoon comes, and something big springs on us, and I mean absolutely big. Uh, That is Noah Potter. Ohio State defensive end, defensive lineman, if you will, he can go inside, outside, enter the transfer portal about a month ago, I believe, and lo and behold, today, around 5 o'clock, he commits to the Cincinnati Bearcats. Gentlemen, this is a... Monster get he was a top he was eighth in his class in 2019 in the state of Ohio. He is listed on Ohio State's website at six foot six, 275 pounds. You read up on him; people are mentioning him in the same breath as a uh, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, just kind of the next in those lines of of rush ends. They they did when he was a recruit, Aaron. I That's see that face. Crazy. but they did, then injuries hit, and he had. A couple of setbacks and one really crazy one involving his eye. But aside from that, guys, this is a huge get four star, former four star recruit deciding that he's going to continue his career here at UC. And man, the transfer hall has been spectacular. But guys, Chad, Aaron, just initially when you first heard that Potter was going to be coming to Cincinnati. I mean, yet again, it's another in a long line of, of big gets that have been happening so far leading into next year.
2: Yeah. I mean, anytime you can add a guy of that size to your line coming from, you know, a pretty good school. So what, so I hear, um, up in Columbus, uh, kudos to the staff. You, you had an, a need, uh, where you don't know entirely what you have behind, you know, Malik behind, uh, Jawan Briggs behind, jabari and i mean we, we know phillips a dude he's big eric phillips is a big guy um we know that rob jackson is a big guy but there's there's nobody really proven behind those three and you certainly addressed the need
0: chad explained to us how, how the news kind of broke a little bit and you know kind of seemed like things moved pretty quickly with this one but uh it, it's, it's, it's a big gate. Cause he had a good spring spring practice at Ohio state two sacks in their spring game. I think Yeah, he, he had a good spring game as well. You can see his highlights on YouTube. Uh, you know, I, it was a guy that they were seeing in the mix with all these highly rated defensive ends that are at Ohio state right now, but he entered the portal and now he's a Bearcat.
1: You can never have too much pass rush. Yeah. Right. Like that. That's just the nature of football anymore at, at all levels. There's, there's never a situation where you add more pass rush and like, ah, I don't know. I, don't, I think we've got enough pass rush. Right, <laughs> I don't right. think, I, I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and especially for a defensive line that's, that's looking for maybe a little bit more off the edge uh, as they try to replace my Um, I think you're probably looking at, you know, uh, A role behind Malik and Jabari uh, on the outside. I don't think, like, I know some people have talked about him playing inside. Um, I think that's if you're in a four man front, you could Mm -hmm. use him as three tech inside. But as it is, Cincinnati's playing mostly three man fronts. Now, maybe when you go to four man, you could move him, but that'll be interesting because you can also do that with Malik. You can also do that with Jabari. Like, So, there will be some versatility there. Um, I know Ohio State listed him at 6'6", 275. Yeah. Um, This is his recruiting profile. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, another highly ranked Ohio kid. Um, He he fits kind of all the the things that you expect um, when you see a kid hit the portal – there's connections there. You know, they kind of had a feel for the kid. They knew what they were getting themselves into. Um, you obviously will have Kerry Combs who was at Ohio state that has a, a feel for the kid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it, as we've talked about, like would they look for anything else after they added Corey Kiner, they'd look for pass rush, they'd look for coverage. Um, okay. And, and, they weren't necessarily things that they had to have. But if there was a situation that popped up that felt comfortable, felt like it made sense, then you jump on it. And this is, you know, this is a chance for them to jump on a kid that uh, early in his Ohio state career was kind of buried on the depth chart behind a bunch of guys that are getting after the quarterback in the NFL Right, And then right when he had his chance, he had the foot injury and then the eye injury came up um, that cost him a season. Mm -hmm. So if he's fully healthy, like you're going to feel pretty good about what you're getting from, from Noah Potter. So uh, I think it's a a pretty strong addition. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Just real quick. Some of the things that I saw here in the uh, high school scouting report that stood out, he did lead the Cleveland area 25 tackles for a loss um, 62 quarterback hurries district player of the year as a senior all Ohio selection as a junior and senior. And Steve Wolfong said he uh, he's twitchy when the ball snaps, terrific hands outstanding hips has a bevy of pass rushing moves, torques his way between offensive linemen as a run stuffer, aggressive football player, physical finisher as a tackler. I mean, that's what more do you want out of a defensive lineman? Right.
0: Right. I mean, this is another guy who had offers from you know Alabama, Florida, Notre Dame, Michigan, Michigan State, you know, Georgia, just the, the list is very long for this. It came down to, I believe, Ohio State and Penn State and the recruitment from what I was reading and catching back up on. But, you know, like like you said, you might look at his stats and see, you know, three career tackles at Ohio State. But when you dig further, he he did have that foot injury that immediately held, held him out in the beginning of the season, which which was was a season. He was supposed to start to get in the rotation and see the field a lot more and then. That that eye injury is it's kind of a freaky injury to be honest with you, and one where he had to get emergency eye surgery, had to then be out was could literally only lay down on the side and let his eye drain, and five minutes every hour he was able to stand up and and do something, and then he had to go back down for the other 55 minutes of every hour. It just I mean that's just a, nuts. Yeah, just that's a freak insane. Action. Yeah, it's it he just woke up one day couldn't see peripherally um geez that that worked but and then also before you know it he had to go quickly fix that and anytime you have all those tied together it's can be tough to get get things back on track Ohio State has a plethora of defensive ends and Potter just I think he sees the opportunity to come and help Cincinnati and he's he's coming into town and now you see Him alongside with the Jawan Briggs and with Jabari, who's, you know, just another one of those grizzled veterans kind of in the same oak as, as, you know, Ponder. And then of course, Curtis Brooks of last year as well. So I, you add in a high level talent like that. And one that got better each year in high school and then had, had a couple setbacks in college, but man, it, it does seem like he's got the high, high ceiling and the floor is already pretty high as well because this is a big kid and and who had some amazing tape at a at a tough tough high school played good competition all throughout his high school career as well. Um, guys, I want to see maybe is is this you know people bring up the the my J Sanders and needing to replace that production and pass rush and and this that and the other is he kind of what we see as the my J Sanders replacement or
1: no I, he's not. He's more of a like a big body guy. I right. mean,
2: that description sounds more like a bull rush than
1: the, the finesse guy who's long and rangy. You got to remember, when J got to UC, he was the size yeah. of a wide receiver. Like, he's 205 pounds. Like He, he mm-hmm. was like a, a freak athlete more so than, you know, what, what he looks like to me is, is what you see from your standard three-man front defensive ends. Right with some Mm -hmm. size with some athleticism ability to get after the quarterback uh ability to set the edge in the run um unfortunately i I tried to make a, a couple calls today to some ohio state folks i know but uh didn't get a return so i was hoping for a little bit better insight on how he's looked in practices and right and things of that nature but um yeah, I mean, I, I think he's going to be a guy that's effective in getting after the passer, but I don't know that it's – that Maje is a good comparison per se, just because Maje was so twitchy, so athletic, so much of a, you know, just kind of a freak.
0: Yeah, not necessarily like a comparison, but kind of just the replacement, you know. If if it's a third down scenario and, and you throw Potter, Potter out there on the other side having – Know, right. In the middle, and just just getting after the quarterback type ordeal, because you know they they tinkered around in the spring trying to trying to find who would be in that role, and you know Rob Jackson, we we mentioned a lot, was making some moves up the depth chart, and you know of, of course Jamal Williams all the way on to the 13th, people were saying is he going to make a leap? He seems you know like he's he's getting closer, but maybe a year away. So this this is obviously a a massive signing, um, and one that you, you kind of look at the transfers that have been brought in, especially the last two with, with Potter and, and Corey Kiner, and you really see that this is the evolution of, of football and how these high-level transfer additions can really add to a team that is, already has a roster full of high-level talent. So, I mean, it's a it's a bang-up job by the staff and a bang-up job getting him on campus and obviously having the ability then to, uh, to lock down a commitment because, I mean, I – I don't think anyone really sensed him going to Cincinnati, uh, at least from what I was reading just via social media and whatnot. But it's a it, it's a big commitment and, and one that, I mean, he's going to make an instant impact if he's able to come in and compete and win, carve himself out a role on the squad. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: it, this is kind of where we're seeing Cincinnati's new philosophy on the portal, right? Yeah. Now that the roster has been built, and fully constructed top to bottom Mm -hmm. the way that they wanted to. You don't have to just go crazy and try to add a bunch of transfers, but what you can do is say, okay, maybe we feel like we need a bump in our two deep here. Maybe we feel like we need a bump in our two deep here. Maybe this room uh, isn't on the path that we want it to be on. So we're going to, you know, maybe reorganize and try to, find a guy that can help us or, you know, one or two guys can help us in getting this room back on track, but there's no reaching. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like there's, you know, mass roster overhaul. Right. It's just a matter of like kind of, kind of what you see like with, with, with really good teams in NFL free agency, right? Yeah. We're going to hit the market and we're going to, we're going to find what we need. And we're gonna make it happen. Is he Micah's, Micah Potter's brother? Yes.
0: Yeah. That's Jeffrey, why some,
1: you know, you know, Jeffrey, you don't need to fold your
0: laundry. Come on. Some 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 early early comments were him going to Wisconsin because that's where his brother transferred to. Which, I mean, from what he I heard, it actually it um,
1: he officially visited Iowa State. So they were definitely a major player. From what I've heard, Kentucky really wanted to be involved, but it it didn't really seem like they got much traction. Because and then Kentucky. Cincinnati, yeah, because Kentucky, uh, and then Cincinnati kind of stayed low profile, uh, flew under the radar on this one, and and got it done.
2: What about Kentucky continuing to just poach Luke Fickle targets?
1: I mean I don't know if they would have known this kid was a UC target cuz it wasn't out there anywhere. They just like any kid from Ohio mm-hmm. that that transfers or whatever, uh they they instantly try to to jump in on. Which they should know a lot about kids from Ohio that transfer because almost every kid from Ohio that goes to Kentucky ends up transferring. <laughs> True?
0: True. <laughs> no, Nailed it! <laughs> but no, it it's, Thanks so now to have...
1: Florida for the ability to tell that joke.
0: Okay. And,
1: did, and did for we
0: Red Helms as well. I,
2: I was going to say, did we thank them for uh, allowing us to bring an Ohio State transfer in?
1: I, I did. I, I I said on Twitter today. Uh, word is that he it, when he was a sophomore in high school, Micah Potter or... Uh, <laughs> Potter was a a very big fan of that 2017 Central Florida team, right? And that opened the door for him to go to Cincinnati uh, because you know <laughs> they made everything for Cincinnati possible. So good lord, give it a rest, UCF. Gosh,
0: it's the worst, uh, it's the worst. But now, so now on that defensive line, top ten in the 2019 class was Noah Potter, and then guess who was the number two player? In the state of Ohio, in that 2019 class, none other than Jawan Briggs. So, yet again, you're seeing the continued connection even after these these kids do go out and and commit to other schools, and you know the fact that you don't burn the bridges and the fact that you just keep everything alive. Because Cincinnati was an offer to Potter as well out of high school. Um, yeah. On his offer list, I don't know kind of how that recruit recruitment went as far as. The Bearcats were concerned, but they did have an offer. It sounds like Walt Stewart and, and kind of all hands on deck getting getting Potter to come here from just what I've been able to read, just shortens and, and uh, slightly. But I, it just it speaks to the amount of talent. Yeah, sure, a lot of unknowns all across the board for the team next year. But you've got a four-star, two four-stars, former four-stars, and then another really high three-star, Malik, and a veteran across that defensive line. And then you got four-star and highly talented, experienced linebacking court. I it's, it just seems as if the the depth and the quality of depth is just taking a monster leap. So even after the departures of MyJay Sanders and Curtis Brooks, this is the proof that it's just gonna continue to rolling. And you you saw our boy Brady posted it saying reload, and that's that's simply what the team is doing.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they feel like they're in a a pretty good spot. I, I've, I've actually got uh, – how about official measurement on, on Micah Potter? Micah.
2: That's his brother. It's still no. I know. Potter.
1: I know. I keep doing it. But they put Micah's yeah. name in my head in the chat, and now it keeps coming out. Micah. We're getting
0: seven-footer Micah Potter.
1: <laughs> Six, four and a half, two seventy five. 275. It's a good size.
0: Without shoes on, probably. Yeah, and they so, do
1: wear shoes in football. Well, cleats in football. Games, they do. So.
0: Yeah, give them give them some nice height. Pathetic, so hypothetically, uh, the uh, did 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 workouts start again for the summer? I saw no. Okay, there's a
1: couple guys on campus, but I don't think they're fully they fully get into anything until like right at the start of June, right after Memorial Day weekend.
0: Okay, yeah, because I I saw Brady <clears> tweeted something. I don't know about getting better, and it just seems as if it's just you know. In there the are guys room,
1: so. I believe that are on campus that can work out on their own, right? Um, oh. <sighs> I'm tired today. Um, but I don't think there's like as far as organized team workouts, I don't think that's
0: happening yet. Okay, um, so now the next question obviously, I think he'd be a possible three tech. I so Ohio State was tinkering around with working him in as in the rush man package, I think is what they called it. Uh, where they would bump him down, you know, at Larry yeah, Johnson. Third down yeah. Third down pass rusher from the inside. Right, exactly. And kind of just, you know, with the with all the weapons they have on at the defensive end spot, it's kind of just, you know, having the ability to bump him down and then also bring him back outside is kind of what plays into it. But man, you watch his his tape and he is he's a big dude who just goes. He he has a motor and and one that just looks like he just never stops and Loves being out there, kind of, kind of a football guy type feel to it, you know. So, right. uh, I mean, all the things you read about him is is great. And then just setbacks, man. It's just handling adversity, and he was able to have a good spring right here. And I, I think a lot of the the fan base is kind of shook when he entered the transfer portal because good stories were coming out about his his work and his development. And he he won the most improved player award on Ohio State's uh, team as well. So it's it's just a lot of things were, were heading in the direction by just, you know, sometimes you decide that, that the grass might be greener with this opportunity. So well, he, perhaps
2: he earns the most improved award because he recovered from not one but two different offseason surgeries yeah. between between the foot and the eye. So I mean
0: Yeah. One one was during the season where he was getting ready to go to Rutgers and yeah, with just, the team and, and possibly play and all of a sudden he just couldn't see. I mean, that's just a a freak freak it's thing. Terrifying. Too. Yeah. I mean I you have dreams, nightmares about that, but I, and he was able to go through it and and got it figured out. So, it's uh it's going to be awesome to to have him on campus and add him into the mix cuz like he's kind of like like we talk about Rob Jackson, you know, and how he's kind of he's got that body, that frame, but he's kind of relatively new to football. Well, this is a body and a frame that has football in his past and he just you know, when he committed to Ohio State, I read their, their commitment story. They asked him what he wanted to do during his time as a Buckeye, and he said, want to win national championships and be the best defensive end in Ohio State football history. So it's, I, the guy doesn't lack in confidence, and if, if he can get everything back together on the field, he's going to have a big impact for the Bearcats. Really big. Agreed.
2: Just two huge giant. Humans between Briggs and
0: him lining up next
2: to each other.
0: Yeah, and I so Briggs would have been if he committed to Cincinnati right out of high school would have been the number one recruit in program history um, based off the composite. And then of course you you have Noah Potter who he would have been eleventh in in the uh, composite. So I, it's just high high level talent that's coming into Cincinnati, and
2: I'm now, excited to see what they do. He does have two years of eligibility, correct? I know that there's three. I, well, I was going to say there were some conflicting reports
1: uh, as I was there's on Twitter. There's potentially a COVID third.
0: Yeah, I was I was okay. reading three in um, a couple articles I read, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think he has the opportunity to kind of blow up a little bit, and he's got the body where I think some NFL teams could, could really salivate sure. after a year or two years really kind of shining with with Cincinnati. And, of course, he's another guy that in the transition to the Big 12 where if, if he's here for that second year, I mean, that's a that's a big body to compete right away in the Big 12.
1: Well, I, I think one of the things for me is the guys that we've seen do best in their transfer situations are guys that were able to come in and not be forced into anything. Right. But be able to grow mm-hmm. into their role. And I think with – Malik, Jabari, and Briggs, he's going to be able to do that. He's going to be able to grow into his role, uh, grow into um, what he's, you know, what he's comfortable with. Like, that was the thing I think that that was so big for, like, uh, uh, Brian Cook and for uh, Darian Beavers. Mm-hmm. When they got here, there wasn't this instant, like, we have to have you. Like, right. we we didn't. Like we saw with Briggs last year, yeah, where he kind of slowly progressed and came into his own. And by the end of the year, now, granted, it was because uh, Malik was was limited with the high ankle sprain. Right. But as he got comfortable and as he, you know, developed, he became a factor. And I think, you know, we could very much see something quite similar with with Potter.
0: Yeah, well I, I mean you think you bring up Briggs last season and you know everyone expected Briggs to kind of fill the fill the hole that you know Ponder left when he graduated and instead it was the rise of Curtis Brooks. Right. Becoming an an, an NFL caliber player. And all of a sudden then Briggs, like you said, I, I think Briggs kind of really blew up in the Navy game, is when he started kind of finding himself and and you know, playing without thinking and you know the same thing like you said with Darian Beavers, you really saw that because because Beavers came in and I think I think some people expected him to kind of be like that playmaking linebacker right away, and the stats didn't really back it up until he finally was starting to play without worrying and and just going out there and just making plays right. and he, he blew up as well. So yeah, I'm, I mean if if you're able to bring in the high level of talent like a Noah Potter and let him kind of marinate and and figure out the system and, and figure out his role within the system, man, I he's going to be a beast in really short order. I I fully believe that. So it's going to be exciting. Yep. A- AAC favorites now after Con- Con- Kiner and Potter. I mean,
1: I I'm still, I'm still going to go Houston for now. Yeah. Uh, just because they've got their quarterback back. Like right. that, that's such a, such a big factor, as as we saw with Des, your quarterback has a chance to get better year over year over year. You have a chance to elevate year over year. Um, now would I would I take Holgo over Fickle? No, so that's not to say Cincinnati can't win the American Conference, but I think if I'm I'm placing a favorite, it's still going to be on Houston for the time being.
2: Well, I mean, I hey, Deanna, good to see you. I think the fact that you don't know who your starting quarterback is until there's an announcement coupled with the fact that you have Arkansas looming week one, I think a lot can change based after just that week one alone.
0: Sure. And I mean, and also like you said, we don't, yes, Kiner, the addition is, is massive, but and sure, he's going to be probably featured in the offense right away, but we, we don't know the exact, like, effect or kind of how he's transitioning in with the bearcats he's going to be a huge piece sure. but all these transfers coming in you know potter as well how quickly is he going to acclimate himself with cincinnati how quickly is he going to you know buy into what all these players have bought into with with fickle and just the iron sh- sharpens irons the you know the 1a1bs you know that a lot of that has to do with buying as well so um
2: well Brent, it, we talked we talked this week on uh, on the nightcap about running backs right and uh like one of the things that we brought up is the fact that even through spring practice, we're still not going to really know what Corey Kiner brings to the table until you have those pads on until he's actually being hit and, and lowering that shoulder and driving through somebody. So, I mean, it's still, there's still going to be question marks even after higher
0: ground. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no doubt because Luke was the number one person to bring it up. And he said, of course, that, it's the offense that is at more of a disadvantage when it comes to, you know, spring game and spring practice because you aren't tackling. So you aren't able to break tackles as well. So in um, and Connor is definitely one of those running backs that is going to be breaking tackles instead of being uh tap down, if you will. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just the amount of transfer success or hits. I, I mean, even all the way back to Ryan Coe, it, seems like an answer at at the kicker position. Nick Mardner yeah. is going to be an answer on the outside. Ivan Pace had a great career at Miami and he's coming in to a, fit fit a role and and really do that to his his peak. And then Tinsley is a guy that, you know, might not project onto the field next season, but he's got the length, he's got the all the intangibles if you will to to possibly I think he'll definitely be in the
1: two deepest guard at a guard one right. of the two guard spots. Okay. Yeah.
0: Obviously, we won't know until the season
2: is underway, but I think they've crushed the apps like just the way that they've used the transfer portal this season. Like they they didn't, to Chad's point, I mean they didn't find a guy that needed to come in and be relied upon too heavily. And
1: I I just I couldn't be happier with the way that they've done it.
0: Yeah, they've really done a great job. Um, I guess Thank the next you, question,
1: crib keeper. By the way, appreciate that. Very How kind of you.
0: Three, six, five sports talk. What was the topic today, Chad?
1: Uh, I haven't been on there in a while. I think he's just saying he, he caught some of my stuff with the Baylor guys. Ah. Um, and they usually have me on and we don't, we don't specifically just only talk UC, but it's, it's all UC centric. Uh, right. And I love, I love going on with those guys. They do a, a really good show. So I always appreciate when they, they have me on. Okay, there we go. Maybe when we get to the big 12, we'll have, them join us from time to time, right? To get a Baylor perspective on things, we don't. You know, it doesn't do us much good right now because we're, you know, two seasons away from playing Baylor. But down the road, it's it's definitely an option because I've uh, I've developed a good relationship with those dudes, and I enjoy their content. Enjoy being uh, part of their content when I have the opportunity.
0: But of course, we can thank Baylor for a couple of their wins last season.
1: Uh, so so yeah. shout, out, shout out to the Bears, man.
0: Shout out to the Bears. Big time. Um Chad, is is this do you see I mean, I don't know if you know the, the exact roster number breakdown for the team right now, but do you envision still keeping the eyes open as far as the portal goes, or is this kind of kind of like a, a chip falling the way that they, they wanted it to and then now with, uh, I, with the I'll never season. say
1: never. I, right. Everybody likes to corner me with those questions. Um right. The only time I was certain was last year when they weren't allowed to add any more players. Right. Like they're they're not at that point. Um
2: well you even thought that, as recently as what last week, two weeks ago that they were done after the addition of Corey Kiner, right?
1: No, I didn't. I said they'll keep their eye on if they can find an edge rusher, if they can find a cornerback, but they're not Desperately out there. Like it wasn't like what I was saying was they weren't going to take somebody just to take somebody at those spots. It was going to have to be the right situation, the right relationship, the right fit. And if they found that, they would jump, but there was no need. Like they weren't on the edge of the cliff in terms of depth at any of those positions. It was just more if they feel like they could toss an impact guy into the mix they would look into it, right. but it wasn't, it wasn't a sure thing. It wasn't something we knew we knew they were going to go get an outside receiver somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So that these situations weren't that with cornerback, they'd love to go find an outside starting corner, but guess right. what?
0: We've said it numerous times.
1: Those don't show up in the portal. Very often,
0: right. And also, we said rush ends too, which I mean, yeah, this is kind of a different circumstance. Goods a little bit, Like if if
1: you're uh, talking about it honestly, not that I think that he's going to be damaged goods throughout his career, but he did have a couple major setbacks via injury, right? That required surgery. So you know, and he hasn't had a chance to have a lot of production yet.
2: Well, from so what I read too, taking he, a chance. From what I read too, he had been passed on the depth chart by a couple guys.
1: Potentially, yes, he was still in competition, but I think he was kind of settling in that second string, maybe even just like a two B type situation at Ohio State, and I, you know, pretty clearly he wanted an opportunity for
0: more. So, how do you think is it when when these players like? Like Kiner and like Potter, do you think the staff kind of tells them, "Hey, you know, we, you're you're a need for us, but you're gonna have to work your way up," or yeah, is it is it kind of? They're not I promising the anybody same, anything, right. right? I think it's the same for the way that they go about recruiting and everything about you know having to work and and buy in and you know prove yourself. So, I mean, I think that that is an added chip on his shoulder for high level talent that is coming in via transfer. So um, I don't know, man, I it's, if you watch his highlights from the spring game, you, you read some of the little snippets of, of, you know, the fans and, and the writers saying that they really like enjoyed everything that he was doing so far in the spring and that, you know, things are looking promising for him to see the field and have an impact this upcoming year. And then all of a sudden to have that level of talent being, added to the Bearcats and the defensive line man. That's a it's a big, big move today. So I agree. Something that uh that should be should be celebrated. That's a it's a big time ad. So as far time as time stamp that, that. Time stamp that y'all. Time stamp it, y'all.
1: Urban Artifact is the largest sour only brewery in the United States. They pack over seven thousand pounds of real fruit beer into their lineup of fruit tarts every year. Swing by Urban Artifacts Works tap Taproom. Mention Bearcat Journal. Get $2 off a flight of four tasters. There you go. Passion, pineapple, and passion fruit. Ooh. I'm not a, how's the grapefruit? I'm not a grapefruit guy.
2: We talked about this. This was the one yeah, I didn't right. expect to like because I hate grapefruit seltzers. Like White Claw is awful. Um, but I think it's the fact that they actually use real fruit. Right. I think we, that's what we them. talked about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like artificial grapefruit is just like that flavoring is awful.
2: It leaves it's, a horrible aftertaste. It's awful.
1: But if you don't use artificial flavor and you use actual grapefruit, there you go. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Well, and Jeffrey, you know what? Hold on, Jeffrey. We got we to gotta talk about something here real quick, Jeffrey. <laughs> That's fine and all. But you're also indicating to us that, like, you're trying to watch this podcast. You have to fold the laundry. Can't she help you out? Not that she should fold the laundry, but like, shouldn't she be able to help you out? You should tag team the laundry and then you can pay more attention to the podcast.
2: I do the vast majority
1: of the laundry here. And the folding? Yeah. Yeah, but she works and you do this. <laughs> you got a lot of free time during the I, day when I, you get through I just,
2: I just prefer laundry over some of the other uh, chores. Yeah, that, that's that, that's that's a fair trade-off
1: it's it's strategic yeah. so so you've got what? you've got laundry and lawn those are your things
2: um I mean there's some i do a lot of vacuuming dishes maybe not a ton of dishes i do I do we, we have a fair 50 50 ish I mean maybe 60 40 70 30 on cooking okay. but
1: okay and You're I'm prepared getting, to do all of that here soon right
2: there's gonna be a lot of changes coming yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I'm dishes because because she's always cooking, so uh, that's that's a fair trade off. And then I think laundry's pretty. Uh, I think it's soothing. I like folding clothes, kind of kind of get it nice and nice and neat. You know, it's a it's a satisfying thing.
1: I'm not. A, that's that's Kelly's one main thing is laundry. Yeah. And take
0: out the trash. Yeah.
1: We kind of all split the uh, we split the the dishes responsibility. I do all the big (laughs) stuff, pots, pans. Yep. Uh, Kelly loads the dishwasher. Kelsey unloads the dishwasher. I do all the sink stuff. Right. So we have a we have a teamwork system in place on that. And then I pay somebody to do the lawn. Uh, I, I don't have time for that shit.
0: Especially that sl- that slope you're talking about yeah I
1: got a slow pretty good slope in my backyard I, I did it twice and was like uh uh-uh. the same yeah. the same for me I did it at the old house like pretty exclusively right
0: uh but that was a flat yard yeah yeah it works out
2: the slopes can be terrifying especially on a, on a rider
0: Deanna I do not have kids yeah. Kids kids changes
1: the laundry duty.
2: I could not agree more. How do you go through seven outfits in a
1: day? <laughs> and you got boys. I know. Kelsey doubles up our laundry.
2: They get money oh, yeah. though. Like they'll go out and it's raining yeah. and they'll just be like, let's go play football. Like oh.
0: why not? A slip and slide, baby. No. Yeah, no kids. So yeah, no, I I mean, I guess, yeah. The, the folding of the little little small things here and there and Getting all all stuck in the crevices, so yeah, no, nah, I, I think I've got it made pretty easily. I fold a lot of big shirts, hang up a lot of things, <laughs> so so it's all pretty easy over here. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, the, but, the uh, hill
1: was a, the hill was a no go. Like it, it's 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 just gradual and it goes all the way like seventy five percent of the yard straight down. And you can't do it sideways because then you're always fighting to keep it straight because you know it wants to. Gravity wants to do its its job. Right. Again,
2: on, on a rider. Terrifying.
1: Yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. The guy that does it, like, he's got one of those. It's a push, but it's, like, one of those double wide, like, super powered push oh, lowers. He's,
0: he's, he's going. It's quick. In and out.
1: He's done with the yard. Like, it took me, like, an hour and 45 minutes to do it. Right. He does it in, like, 45 minutes, and that's with edging. Wow. So it's like, it's, it's the best $40 I spend <laughs> a week. <laughs>
0: that's, that's what it goes to. And it's worth it. And you got the new, uh, new grill. So that's going to get some, some heavy work into it. So all oh, the are- new
1: grill, the new grills. Yeah. We're going to, we're gonna do some wings tomorrow night. I did a tri-tip tonight. That was really good. Did some burgers and brats and Mets last night. Hmm. Uh, I was, I was without my grill for like five months.
2: Wait, did you did you do the the mets with the galactic sauce?
1: I didn't have a met, I had a burger. Right. Um but Eat still I'm gonna so they're they're jalapeno cheese mets, which I love. Uh so they'll go really good with the galactic sauce. I just made a couple for Kelsey. They do. Right. Um so yeah, that might be that might be lunch tomorrow or lunch Wednesday, or a couple couple jalapeno cheese mets with some galactic sauce on them.
0: I still need to make it to Galactic. You, I've heard it; I hear it every day. So, yeah, Don't I wait. mean, you
1: see the pictures; yeah. like the pictures are outstanding.
2: I'm excited to get Lepore's uh, review.
1: I know I'm waiting. I was hoping he was going to go today, but it was good to get Chris on last night.
0: Yeah, yeah we'll talk about that here in a bit. Um, wanted to kind of just—we
1: just spent like eight minutes completely off track. That's where we're at. It's—it's it's the middle of May.
0: It is. It is.
1: And right that out. was
0: the Urban <laughs> Artifact timestamp. There we go. With a, Did
1: you know over 10% of the fruit used in making fruit beers nationwide happens at Urban Artifact?
0: Oh. So there you go. Bada bing, bada boom. I, <laughs> did you already read or did you already do a read at the beginning of the Urban Artifact? I did article? a read at the
1: beginning, but then I have, so I have reads. And then at the bottom of the reads, I have fun facts. So, I figured since we did an extended, like off topic yeah. thing there, right. you do the read and then you close it with the fun fact
0: lawns, kids, and whatever. And, right. cut. okay, deal. <laughs> so, uh, Corey, Kiner,
1: by the way, Corey Kiner, first day officially as a Bearcat today. Okay. On campus, enrolled UC student in the weight room, getting some work in on his own. Maybe that's what Brady was was tweeting about.
2: I was going to okay. say, that's that's it's, fantastic. Next time Brady's on, he can actually talk about
1: <laughs> Yeah. So he is here. It is official. Corey Kiner is uh, red and black.
0: It, it, it's insane the amount of talent that's on the team. Um, proven? Yeah. Not yet, but talent is absurd. Absolutely absurd. Um, speaking of talent. There's a lot. Yeah, there is. Uh, we're about, what, two weeks out of the uh, – the big visit date um, that uh, you kind of tease a little bit on the site. Is this kind of the the lulling stage as far as the high school recruitment goes until that June fires up? Because um, it, it kind of – Yeah. Like things have slowed down for the most part and then fire back up in June.
1: Yeah, so we're just at that point where everybody – like now it used to be – Official visits didn't really like the, 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 the the primary official visit season in football was like the end of the season was late December, early January leading up to signing day. And then I guess two, two full off seasons ago, Mm -hmm. they changed it to where you were allowed to take these official visits in the summer. Because um, you used to not be able to take them until August 1st, I think, was when they, they started. So they moved the, the time frame for official visits back, and June has now become, like, primary recruiting central because most of this stuff happens, if you pay attention, a large majority of commits happen before their senior season start. Right. Right? So with that being the case, this has become the battleground. Like this is when the wars are fought and decisions are made are coming up in June. So nobody's really jumping into the pool right now because you're waiting on these official visits to happen. So, um, Now there are still, you know, your kids are still committing around the country, but, um, you're going to see a large rush of decisions made June into July. Um, and I, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if we're looking at another class. That's pretty close to, to full as we get through the middle of July.
0: So, right. I, I mean, they've already got a multitude of commits right now. Um, also, you know it's it's something that where the names have been slowly trickling in of who who will be visiting during those times, and uh, obviously when, when it gets closer to the date, BCJ, Chad, and uh, you and Mick and, and everyone will will post it on the board. So it's uh yeah we'll, we'll have
1: it we'll have the numbers.
0: It's gonna be uh gonna be an extensive exciting list. Um, speaking of recruits, uh, possible targets, obviously a. a Big target that Amari Snowden uh, was a, is a name that I've kind of seen a lot on social media recently, just because he seems like he's a baseball star on top of, Oh, he's a big
1: time baseball. Like when you look at him, he looks like a baseball player more than he looks like a football player. Like uh, just his body, like the way, like the look of him. Right. He just looks like a baseball player.
2: When I talked to him, when I was covering recruiting, he asked me to get him in touch with Gooks.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, like he was the kid wants to play baseball. Like what? Not 13, exclusively, but like thirteen
0: strikeouts, no hitter,
1: no hitter, thirteen strikeouts, and a home run. I, Pretty good day. Yeah,
0: just another day at the office. Sign Pretty him good up. Good day. Man. Sign him up. But the reason why I bring this up is because him and him and Sauce Gardner have had a, you know some back and forth on on Twitter. Uh, And and most especially the most recent graphic that the UC recruiting team sent to him, which was just spectacular of Sauce throwing out the first pitch Mm -hmm. and Snowden in the batter's box. So, um, man, (laughs) I mean, the team, the staff is is working hard and and Snowden is eating it up and he's obviously a high level recruit, one that I I imagine is, is he... Locked in for one of those visit weekends, Chad? Is is that something uh, I don't know if it's public? been
1: confirmed yet, but I right. think I would if 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 at all possible, they will have him here for an official visit.
0: Right, right. So I mean obviously named a name to track, but I use that as a bit of a segue to let's talk about Sauce's first pitch. Guys, um just initial reactions. I'm I'm sure both of you have seen the video. Uh Sauce, you know, tried to say it it, it was the mound was a little bit further back than he imagined. Um, didn't really get the practice from that distance, but let's just say there've been worse first pitches, right? It wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't like,
1: it wasn't straight down the middle strike, but it was solid.
2: Yeah. Aaron, did, did you see it? I didn't see it, but I just still thought it was hilarious that Des was calling him out saying that no one in the stadium was safe with
0: sauce throwing out the first pitch. Right, right, which is awesome. But, you know, another thing is I saw an interview that was posted on, on Twitter as well with Sauce after the first pitch. Um, looks like it was, like, after the game. And, and the main takeaway I had was that, you know, Sauce is just still adamant with the fact that and you hear Brady Collins talk about it. You hear, you know, mul- multiple people mention it. He said, Cincinnati is in my heart. Cincinnati will always have a spot in my heart, and I'm always going to be giving back to Cincinnati. So, um, that is exactly what you want to hear as That's who he a, is though. Right. Right. Budding superstar who knows where his roots are, knows where he grew and developed the most and Well, think
1: about it. Think about it like this, right? Like why is Cincinnati having such a big surge in Michigan?
0: Right. Sauce.
1: Because Sauce has a connection with those kids up there and he, he's yeah. gone back up there and he's given back and they all look up to him, right? right? Like, because he is who he is, it's helping Cincinnati recruit in the state of Michigan.
0: Yeah,
1: And because he is who he is, it's going to help Cincinnati long-term in a lot of ways,
0: man.
2: It's helping tenfold. Like, I would have never expected them to have the kind of success that they're having right now in Michigan. Yeah.
0: and I, yeah, especially... They're
1: going toe-to-toe with Michigan and Michigan State for top 15 kids in the state of Michigan.
0: With everyone.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and I mean uh, of course then you you do see the I mean I want to know if you guys think that it was much about nothing when when Kamari Anderson started posting the the other offers that he had received. Um you you've seen on, on top of that you've seen uh, Jackson McGowan do the same thing, post some of his other offers. Is that more I I don't I don't want to alarm anything to it, but it just seems as if Yeah, look look at these high-level talents that the staff was able to get committed, and now the rest of the country is taking notice and really wanting these kids as well.
1: I think with Kamari, there was such a reaction to when he got the Alabama offer, right? Yeah. And I don't want to say everybody freaked out, but everybody knows it's Alabama. And I think that was what he did after that was in reaction to, look, this isn't new. I've been getting offers ever since I I committed to Cincinnati. Here are the offers I've gotten since I committed to Cincinnati. Like, Mm -hmm. don't freak out and think just because I got another offer that I'm looking elsewhere. Here's the proof that this shit's been going on from literally an hour after he committed when Kentucky offered him.
2: I think right. the way he did it was so Hard mature. Mm-hmm. Like the way he did it was super mature. And just that, like, he put it all out there. And then he came back and
0: said, in all caps, I am committed to Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think some of the the alarm or whatever was, was the whole Danny Lewis thing, probably. And, and people wanting to p- pigeonhole that. Is
1: because people love freaking out on Twitter.
0: Right. That as well. Yeah, that's
1: the alarm.
0: Yeah, I agree. So um, no, I just think I honestly I think it's awesome. Like Trevor Carter did the same thing whenever he he gets all these you know offers and whatnot. It's just a testament to the talent that the staff is getting to commit and.
1: Well, and it's also a testament to what we've kind of talked about is even more so now than ever Mm -hmm. when a kid has Cincinnati interest or commits to Cincinnati, there is a natural reaction from other staffs around the country to go, they're developing at a level, they're identifying and developing at a level better than pretty much anybody in the country right now. And if Luke Fickle and his staff like a kid, we should probably like the same kid, right? Like that's the natural reaction to what has happened. And, and yeah. th- there's no avoiding that. When you take eight three-star guys and one four-star transfer and send them to the NFL in one year, which is something that's never happened before oh. in the history of football, right. when you do that, everybody else is going you to look noticed. at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same with why people are trying to hire away Cincinnati's assistant coaches every year. Right. They're doing something better than we are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if they're doing something better than we are, we better get a piece of it. We better figure it out.
2: Tell us how the sausage is made. Right.
1: Right. Like that's <laughs> th- that's that's what's happening. And, you know, it's it, that's a sign of a, a staff working in unison, doing their job, getting the most out of every penny yep. that they have. And you just have to understand that there's going to be, you know, dominoes that right. fall in response to that. And when you're developing and and identifying and and creating the type of roster that Cincinnati has been creating over the past five years, now everybody's going to look at it and say we, we need to get some. And you know what? You know what? Assistant coaches are, or head coaches are telling their assistant coaches. Better be more like Cincinnati. You better figure shit. that shit out, right? Right.
0: <laughs> right. No. I it's it's just finding talent, developing talent. And now you see, you know, Alec Pierce signed his contract today. You know, you see a
1: seven million guarantee.
0: Right. And I you see Dez turning turning heads in Atlanta, you know, obviously sauce to sauce. I mean, Brian Cook had, had a lot of mentions in, in his time. I even drone forward, people are talking about you know his future is looking bright with the Browns and in, in the backfield. This it's just a laundry list of all these players. Curtis Brooks being mentioned as the possible steal of the draft. And it, it just it's crazy. Uh the the amount of ability that the staff has to, to bring everything out of each player and having the buy-in and, and everything of that sort. So I mean, that's why and you see get- well, I think we could get Sauce to title sponsor of this podcast,
1: like the BBP <laughs> brought to you by Sauce Gardner. Like no, no ad reads, no promotion, just like yeah. <laughs> just that, <laughs> just Sauce.
0: Probably. will <laughs> be like, "I love giving back to Cincinnati." Sure, how, why not? Let's how do it. close are you
1: with him? <laughs> we'll find out.
2: Tell, tell him I have a baby on the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just kidding, Dan Cojo. But it, like that, that. Yeah, that's something he would do just sponsor a podcast to like have his name on it right and then oh, you know God. show up once a month or something and and give us the good stuff yeah
0: then we gotta that's sauce something
1: like yeah, that that's recruiting in a nutshell man like yeah everybody wants a piece of what Cincinnati's doing right now so it's gonna that's you mean. know it's uh, dave and I were talking about that this afternoon like when talking about these uh these official visits that are, that are coming up. Right. And it's, it's a, it's a completely different feel because when we've gotten to these official visit weekends in the past, there was always this sense of like, okay, we know most of these guys are close or like, you know, these are guys that are going to end up in the class. Right. Eventually. And there's more of a sense now of, they feel like they're in a good spot here and here and here and here. Sure.
0: So let's take a shot. But,
1: but they're also battling with, you know, Penn State to get this kid. And mm-hmm. so-and-so, like Northwestern, we saw Michael Kilbane, the, the St. Ed's kid commit to Northwestern. Um, but, like, the competition going into these weekends is a lot different because it in the past, it was kind of – we knew who was on commitment watch going into – the weekend or the the visit weekend starting now, maybe that's the case in two weeks as these things really like get to the finish line. And we're about to, to start these visits, but right now it feels like, all right, everybody's getting ready to make their, their pitch. Everybody, you know, all the, the the kids are going to come to Cincinnati that first weekend in June, and then they'll probably be somewhere else. The second weekend, maybe the third, Cincinnati will have kids on that second weekend that were somewhere else the first. And it's like it's it's getting down to nitty gritty time for this 2023 class to see. And that's the crazy part, right? To see if it's going to be if it's simply going to be the best class ever. Because with what they've already got, this is going to be the best class that they've ever had in school history. Or if it's going to blow the doors off and set a new standard Where 85 is going to like, because remember we talked about this Mm -hmm. when Luke got here, 85 was like the top of every class, right? Like that was the best kid or like the second or third best kid in the class was an 85. And then the 85 became the average, Mm -hmm. right? And there were 87s, 88s at the top of the class, 89s, 90s. Do we see that jump? where 88 is the average right and now 85 is the bottom
2: right sure sure be a lot of fun if it was
1: and that's how you know like you're taking these huge strides in recruiting when you when your average becomes the lower end and and your your high point becomes the average Hmm. does that make sense yeah i think that makes sense right
0: Mean median mode,
1: yeah, for sure, right. <laughs> Statistics wasn't my thing, I but no. that's you know what I'm talking. No, I, I think I, I think I said that properly. Well,
0: what well, and and you start to also see that that people are, are noticing because you know, when 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 Brady Dragish committed, you go on Michigan site and they you know have have a thread about it, and they're all you know, some people are saying hey, you know, if Michigan wants him, then, then they can flip him late late in the process. And then some people are like, you guys understand that, like, what Cincinnati has done recently. And and sure, Michigan went to the college football playoff as well, but they haven't been much of anything aside from this past season where they had some success. You know, it, the perception is starting to change. And as these kids get younger, you know, the the recruits get younger, they – they don't see the, the Michigan from the nineties. You know, they don't see the these past teams. They see the, the sauce gardeners and you know the Alec Pierces having a great day at at, at Colts camp. You know, it, that's what they are starting to see more than anything. And so you bring all these high-level talents onto campus with with this staff and with their ability to kind of get these these guys to buy in almost instantly. And I mean, see what happens. Cause yeah, the class already 15th in the country sure a lot of that's based on you know number of commits and whatnot but it's it's a high level class already and if you're shooting for the stars with 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 all these other spots then man hopefully you'll be able to 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 haul in some other ones and then fill out with with the type of guys that you need and and that you want and go from there so all the way up i thought you were supposed to shoot for the moon so so you can possibly land on a star that Mm -hmm. that was it that was it Yep. But the stars are further away than them. I who cares? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Tomato tomato. <laughs> potato potato. Whatever. But uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's let's time stamp that one. Uh and anything more football wise, I think it's kind of I mean the the rookies are tearing it up at each of their respective locations. I I mean out the the buzz for Alec Pierce here in Indy after his you know couple of days that you have you have quotes well, writers who are gushing about him. For
2: anyone who didn't know he, he did leave his first day of camp. Um it was said to be an injury but he, it was also it was like, said was after the fact to be dehydration. 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 Yeah. So there was there was apparently some people freaking out that he left his first practice right. and some people are saying oh welcome to Indianapolis this is what happens to <laughs> <for> receivers.
1: <laughs>
2: um but but he was wanna, back
1: day two so clearly he was fine. Right. Did want to put that up.
0: And, and and also Sauce got his number one. We can we can mention that as well.
1: Yeah.
0: And and out of his own mouth, I think he said something like fifty thousand dollars for it, not the two hundred and fifty thousand that someone was, was reporting.
2: What does Des do with this new chain
0: he got though? <laughs> DR9? Right. <laughs> I, I guess you can kind of like cut up the nine a little bit and make it a four. That um, that would be kind of easy.
2: Is he going to, to work his way to get a nine or is he just all in now on my guess,
1: right? You're just gonna you're gonna bide your time. Who's nine for the, the Falcons? Do we know? I don't know. Is Let's it Matt see. Ryan?
0: Well, Matt Ryan's Matt Matt Ryan not their he, he
1: Or not Matt Ryan, but uh, Mariota. Mariota.
0: Let's take a look. Perhaps Mariota, a niner. Let's take a look. Just pulled it up. Let's see here. Roster. Come on. Where's the roster? By number, number nine is Lorenzo Carter, linebacker out of Georgia. Maybe i to um, make
1: that happen. Like nine is a nine is a quarterback number.
0: Which, which, by the way, in those highlights, seven, you,
1: nine, fourteen. Not
0: anymore, Chad. You can you can tell that that Desmond Ritter and Drake London have quite the connection already from. From the film out, yeah. There, so. What I didn't know
1: is is London actually is it also works with uh, Jordan Palmer. Oh, so so he has actually been working with Des for like the past two months. So them connecting was not just they connected in Atlanta; they had been working together at, yeah. at Jordan Palmer's uh, camp and stuff. So mm-hmm. or training facility or whatever the hell it is. Um. So yeah, and look man, I'm telling you, London, Pitts, like you could you can make yourself a lot of money throwing to those two dudes.
0: Yep. A lot of number they're 4, big, that number 5. Rangy.
1: Yeah, they're big, they're rangy, they got great hands. They can make plays in space, they can make people miss, like you could you could make 100 million dollars playing with those two dudes. Yep. <laughs>
0: Especially because, you know, everyone's already talking about the uh, special leadership traits that Des, you know, possesses. And that's when they were like, yeah, I mean, obviously we, we saw that in him. That's why we drafted him. That's why we, you know, Arthur yeah, Smith was course, like, that's why we targeted him.
1: But, of course, that's what you're hearing from the guys he's with. Right. Like, right. all the rookies are like, Des is coming in here. He knows mm-hmm. the playbook. Like, he knows exactly what he's doing. We're looking yep. to him for leadership. And he's not lost in the sauce, if you will.
2: No pun intended.
1: <laughs> Nailed it. Um, but, yeah, that just that, that just goes to show exactly what, you know, these are the things that when Des was a true freshman taking his redshirt year, I talked about on the BCJ podcast that, man, everybody keeps mentioning this. this kid's just a leader. Like, right? I don't know if he's any good or not, but everybody loves it. Right, yeah. And yeah. it's happening again. Uh a quarter of Patterson, Jeffrey. I mean, I'm talking about like the core. He was the offense last year. Yeah, yeah but what I'm talking about is long term. Like long term, if Des is the quarterback in Atlanta, he's gonna be throwing to London and Pitts. Like that's that's the the trio, the big three right. for the future of Atlanta, if you will, because you know, you've got two first round, a first round tight end, a first round wide receiver. No matter who wins the quarterback job, mm-hmm. you're going to have an explosive young core of offense around you. I, I, the big thing with them, right, is their their pass protection, their line is shitty, right? What I've gathered from reading yeah.
0: stuff. Yeah, I mean, they had Matt Ryan back there as well, though, so. I think I think Dez is a little bit more mobile than Matt Ryan. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, a lot of great reports all over. You know, that Kobe Bryant making an instant impact for the, for the Seahawks. You know, and just just yeah. all of the above. I, it's it's going to be an awesome thing to watch these guys because, and then of course you see Jared Dokes at at, at camp with with the Dolphins. You know yeah. Mentions of I think it was James Hudson's birthday the other day, and the Browns tweeted that out. So it's just the uh, it's going to be a lot of players to keep track of in the NFL from here on out. So get used to it because the uh, the talent isn't ending anytime soon. Um, but yeah, timestamp.
1: Yo, yep. we just did that, right? I don't have to read. No- do I have to read another one? I'll do a fun fact. We actually urban a- artifact. Operates in the historic St. Patrick's Church, which is 150 years old. Hmm.
0: 150. Yeah. It's pretty old. Golly. 150. So now, uh, now's the basketball portion of, uh, of this whole shindig. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a step back and just from what you guys have gathered about the whole Garth Brooks thing and, your your takes on both you know coastal poor and mar johnson's accounts of it and just kind of how you've been able to wrap your mind around country music star garth brooks and his now kind of strange and weird connection with cincinnati's
1: okay well here's the thing right um give me one second share Green. Are you doing the same thing I'm doing right now? Pulling up Lapore's tweet? With the picture? Yeah. Okay. Look. There is no chance in hell if I was hanging out in the arena.
2: Doesn't look like Garth.
1: That that I would have thought in any, a million years that that was Garth Brooks. Right. Does
0: that look like Garth Brooks to you, Brent? if 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 i did not know about it then and i just saw him randomly no i i would not be able to say that that was garth brooks like if you were down in the practice gym just hanging out like right. demar
1: was and that dude showed up right there's no right. chance in hell you would have been like oh shit garth brooks
0: no so so i'm on demar's side because i like you need the cowboy hat on for me to be right. able to be or like,
1: even like jeans and some cowboy boots, you like it might have tipped right. you off.
0: A shave.
1: A sh- no, that's that's his new, like that's how he goes on stage Got that.
0: now. Got that little rubble. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. I mean, he sold out Notre Dame Stadium a couple weeks ago, sold out Paul Brown, and you know, there he is getting shots up in the uh practice gym. <laughs> Well, I got great. For those of you on the podcast format only,
2: I uh, there was a comment here. I only would have known if he started singing about
0: friends in low places. <laughs>
1: Outstanding.
0: I mean, I've never seen an interview with Garth Brooks. That's so. the thing. I don't
1: think I've ever like seen him just in like a normal human setting. It's always like a music, like a music video, well, or like pictures of concerts or or video like I, i i don't know that he's really ever like made his normal appearance right recognizable
2: certainly not like this though like just there's no way that's that's what you're you're looking for even knowing he's in town like you wouldn't have put two and two together
1: now did you see the tweet from dj i have it yeah this this made me literally laugh out loud in my office. There's very few things that make me. Have you seen this, Brent?
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. There's what, very
1: few like, things that make me actually like good. Get, good,
0: get, get some shots up with with your butt ears. Yeah, here or yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, outstanding. Just outstanding yeah. response from DJ
0: for sure. I so as as Aaron's pulling this up, so. Were you able to dive any further? Because because Lapore all he said was that Garth Brooks reached out to someone, or or West told Lapore about it, and Lapore was like, "Yep, I'm on it. Let me." Let me so,
1: with um, <laughs> good shooting of you and your friend. That's just outstanding. That's that's pro level twittering right there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. pro level twittering right there.
2: Well done. Damar. Um,
1: no, tomorrow's the best. Like that that whole Saturday night conversation I my laughed face are so hard
2: yes I my laughed face so hurt hard. From
1: laughing what, what did what did the uh the baby mama have to say after you came upstairs and your cheeks are red <laughs> your eyes are a little bloodshot from like crying from laughing so hard. i had
2: i told her the story
1: <laughs> and
2: she's just like oh, what <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> But yeah, I mean this the whole thing was hysterical.
1: It was great. Um so I guess like UC has been working. the company that put on, remember the the uh NIL deal that they had yeah. at the like during like the beginning of basketball practice football game, was at UCF that mm-hmm. I guess that they did it? Um that Connection also has their hand in like booking concerts. Um, mm-hmm. I think they did when there a concert at Elder, like a pretty big concert, like a national name that was at Elder. Uh, they've got their hand in that. Darius Rucker things.
0: was that, yeah? It
1: was Darius, wasn't it Darius Rucker that played at Elder?
0: I'm pretty sure I remember. I avoid country or music
1: at like some
2: yeah. So,
1: I mean, I, I'm not big on it either, but like, I, I do remember, I yeah, think it no, was I, Darius I Rucker remember, that played yeah. at Elder. And th- th- there's some people that Wes is connected to that um, work in that world. Okay. And as Lapore said, this is something that Garth does. Like, this is a That's game he does. and his team have been playing for like 20 years. So they find somewhere. And, you know, so I'm sure it was simply like they asked the people that were right. running the thing, hey, we need somewhere to go play some hoops. And a call was made to Wes, like, "Hey, uh, do you want Garth? Is it okay if Garth Brooks comes and uses the practice gym?" <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And Wes, Wes likes okay. country, right? Oh uh, yeah, Wes is a, Wes is a little all over the place, but he's definitely a country guy. Yeah, uh, like that's in his rotation. That's in his wheelhouse. Yeah. You saw Lapore. Lapores like I've been listening to him since I
0: was five. And he like, was, was a, a kid in a situation. candy store. He he was so happy. <laughs> and, and by the way, how how awesome is Lepore? I mean, we all obviously know it, but and, and he does a great job on social media. But man, that guy has a lot of energy, and you can see why. You know, Wes kind of you know Wes has him as as his right hand man right now as well. So it's just a it's a cool thing, really cool thing. But so think about it, think about it as well the fact that now Garth Brooks has this. You know, sure he's not going to be wearing. Cincinnati Bearcat clothes around town or anything like that sort. But he does have a connection now knowing that he was there hooping and, you know, these are, these were cool guys, this, that, and the other. So
2: I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say he wouldn't do it because he did wear a Bengals Jersey on stage. Now granted they were at At Paul Paul Brown Brown. stadium.
1: I saw something today that that's only like the sixth time in his entire career that he's worn like A a Jersey or like team apparel. For the town that he's playing in. Apparently, there's a connection between him and Munoz. Which I'm guessing is some kind of charity yeah. deal or whatever. But they know each other. Um, it's cool. Because Munoz, Munoz was there. Right. So, th- there's a connection between those two. So, I don't know necessarily that you'll, you'll get him in UC gear. But, I mean, clearly... Clearly... He had a good time. Like everything seemed pretty chill. All the story. He came back on Saturday. Like I think that's kind of what's got lost in the in the shuffle is it wasn't he was just there Friday. They came back on Saturday and did it again before the Saturday show.
0: Yeah, gotta yeah. stay in shape. Yeah, it's a fun game too. I, I also love the poster on the board that that had the yeah. picture of him and his family with Wes. And little did he know, the guy who took the picture was Garth Brooks. So. It's and just... Wes
1: told him, like, you're good, you want this guy in the picture. And they're like, ah, yeah. I mean, just take the picture. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're with
2: Wes. We're with Wes Miller. That would have been me. We don't know. Well, this no, guy. Apparently,
1: Apparently, the family was on a campus tour with their kid. Mm-hmm. So they were going through, like, the Linder Center and, like, that right. part of the tour. And they peeked into the practice gym, and Wes was in there. So they're like, "Hey, can we get a picture, of
2: Wes?" Wes Miller's in here. So that would have been me. And even if they had told me, like, "No," but do you realize that's Garth Brooks? I've been like, "Yeah, cool, still good." This is Wes Miller.
0: Still good. <laughs> well, if someone told me it was Garth Brooks, I might say, "All right, fine, Garth, come get in the pic." Yeah, still Lepore, good. Laporte, come take the picture. But no, it's, uh- <laughs> Jake Thielen, get over here. <laughs> picture, For right, now, it- right, like. Where, cool. where's the dollar? Right. <laughs> but no, it's an awesome thing. Uh obviously you don't, want Jake,
1: you don't want Jake in your picture.
0: No, that because then you way were, too you were, good looking.
2: You were not the most handsome person in the picture anymore.
1: Right. That dude is way too good looking.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well. Brent was gonna try to play the I'd hold my own, and then he remembered what Jake Thielen looked like and he was like, no. Nah, you can I'm see right.
2: the the gears the gears moving. Yeah, well, you could see I'm him I'm being see. like,
1: uh, yeah, no, I'm good. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Oh, you're right. Some humans are just better looking than others. Okay. Jake Thielen's one of those humans. <laughs> he's up that list. He's okay. a good looking man.
0: Good looking guy. It's
1: okay. okay.
0: <laughs> D one athlete, or I mean was Bellerman D one, but who knows? But yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they
1: were they were D two at the time, but
0: okay.
1: he was like the one of the he was an all-American in D two. One of the best
0: players, yeah. So. But just still an awesome story that I'm sure you know the staff and, and everyone involved will will be telling for for years to come. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, like Garth said to Lepore and whatnot, you know, hooped with Chris Paul, you know, throwing out all these names that, you know, he's or done this with in the past. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, I, and now you add Cincinnati to the list. And I mean, the things are promising there. So, you know, could, who knows? Maybe Garth will be back and invite him to a game or whatnot. So um, should be a lot of fun. Uh, but I guess aside from that, as far as basketball wise, um, I, you guys talked before about the the newcomers should be back on campus, he said, within the next few weeks. Well, there's a couple um, guys
1: that are, are still around. Everybody right. will be back by like right after Memorial Day weekend.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, and then Ezekpe is here. Mm-hmm. Fennessy just graduated, so he should be here soon. I know this is a mailbag question later. Nolly's got a summer class he has to take, so he he's can't a, start.
2: He is officially signed though.
1: Yeah, he, he signed the scholarship papers. Yeah. Which that's that's not an L, a national letter of intent in a lot. Uh but he'll be here when he gets done uh completing his stuff at Memphis, which is is that will be a little
0: while. I mean, I mean, do you know if that is a online class where he can move or yeah no you
1: can't make the move okay okay if you want to pay for it yourself you could right right but he can't he can't he's he his his waiver is dependent on being a grad transfer right right so he can't be here until he's a grad
0: okay okay cool cool and then uh i guess aside from that you saw Uh, I, Isaiah Collier went on a couple of visits this past weekend. Um, I know there's, there's a bit of a stir recently regarding him, but, uh, he he posted a a picture from his UCLA visit and that thing got absolutely obliterated by Cincinnati fans and Cincinnati gifts. Um, but yeah, I, who, who knows what, what the next step of the Collier recruitment is, but, uh. Obviously two two visits out there on the West Coast. And I mean the West Coast is fun. LA is fun. So um I guess we'll have to see what happens following those. But it was crazy again to see the the Cincinnati fan base just you know light that UCLA tweet on fire. Absolutely on fire. Yeah, um, I'd stick
1: to I'd stick to the UC stuff. That's just me.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I,
1: don't know. I, I mean, I get it. Like, I, I know everybody's having a lot of fun with this trend of uh, and they're doing an amazing job and it's it's making an impact. Like recruits are talking about it. Recruits are noticing. Um, I would just I would stick to when they mention UC, blow it up. And if they're talking about somebody else, let that like I, I, here's what I here's here's kind of my thing, my thought process on that. Wouldn't it be better to just have the kid have to compare? Like, I posted a picture of UCLA and there were eight replies. Like, you get that tangible number that says, I posted about UC and 75 people blew up my mentions, and I posted about UCLA, and there there were
2: were eight replies. They were just drowned by
1: all of the UC stuff. I know. That's the point. You drowned out the fact that the UC support was substantially bigger than anywhere else. He the
2: ratio. To, he still would have taken notice that there were only eight.
1: Yeah, but you also then have your phone getting blown up uh, with notifications every time you post something on Twitter.
2: I mean, we would have that if the UCLA fan base, if there is one. I mean, we only saw eight people. Uh, I mean, if they exist. But, you know, I mean, they would have had, he would have had the same thing if he had that. You can turn off your notifications. You can mute a, a tweet. It's fine.
1: In Go terms of did, look, we're talking about from my perspective, in terms of if you want to piss off the kid or not, stay in your lane. And then let the kid see where the lanes are. I would I don't I don't like people so I would get annoyed if these same people just constantly were in my mentions blowing up everything I posted even when I wasn't talking to them. I would get annoyed.
0: You know, it, it was funny because I because I saw. I annoy.
1: It. I also annoy easily.
0: Alright. <laughs> yeah, that ask <laughs> the, the UCF fan base and the Michigan? State oh no, that's fan base. not
1: annoyed. That's just <laughs> it's fucking with people. Right. There's nothing but, annoyed about that.
0: But it, it it was kind of strange when I because I when I saw it happening and getting blown up and whatnot, it was like, do I like? Randomly like this UCLA tweet and retweet it. No, no way. I <laughs> but somehow, right? Just you know, all these, lane. all these, you know, you see fans obviously. I, in the end, I think Collier would see, wow, these guys really want me. I know they really want me. The fan base really wants me. So that's that part been evident tenfold. Yeah, yeah. That, that part's been evident, but yeah, who knows? Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. It's still going to be one of those recruitments that it's seem, seemingly it, it, it's going to wear on for a little while. So um, I guess just let the, uh, let the chips fall where they may. Um, aside from that, anything else? I, I, I mean, Ravon had a phenomenal dunk that he posted from over the weekend. Uh, just He's a really high accurate. level talent. Yeah. Very high level talent coming in. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think that's about it for uh, basketball. Unless you guys have anything else to add, new additions or re- recruiting news or nah, whatnot. I
1: mean, it'll it'll start to pick up here in a week or two when guys are are finally the teams fully on campus and right open gyms get popping, and you know we we'll have plenty to talk about coming up yeah. here in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, I saw Jeremiah Davenport posted a picture of a box score of some sort of game it looks like he played in, scored 24 points. But the uh, the more jaw-dropping number, I don't know if you saw this, Chad, but de DeBerry had like 41 points and 25 rebounds. So it's <laughs> TBT. Watch out. de DeBerry's coming. Those big old paws. Um, but, yeah. Giant mitts. It's a giant, big dude. Giant mitts. Giant mitts. Uh, I guess the time stamp this one, and uh, let's head on into that, that BBP mailbag.
1: Um. Oh, man. I don't want to read that one. Are you curious oh, to Reliquary explore? Larry? Yeah. Did, did, did you know Urban Artifacts Building, the historic St. Patrick's Church, is 150 years old. They operate their tap room in the basement. And upstairs, they offer the Reliquary and event space. Swing Reliquary. by Urban Artifacts. Reliquary? Side- Reliquary? 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 Mention Bearcat Journal to get $2 off a flight of four. Taster's.
0: By the way, I'm I'm running very low. I this is like I've got two left. So cheers. Hint, hint. One hint, left. Hint, hint. <laughs> urban artifact.
1: Scott. They need they need a refill. <laughs> a bartender, Joe Boo needs a refill.
0: Oh, speaking of of interesting names, whatever you said, Joe Boo, but. Did, did you see the JUCO transfer that committed to Oklahoma?
1: Yeah, General Booty.
0: General Booty. How about that name? Wow, something. First team all name. It used to be the Bearcats with, with all the first team all names, but General Booty. Kid that
1: goes by General Booty. All right. How comfortable do you feel? No idea what
2: you said.
0: <laughs> How how comfortable? Yeah, how comfortable do you feel with General Booty on your roster? About uh about as comfortable as you can be in your own skin, I guess. I bet he makes a hell
2: of a wingman. <laughs>
0: this is my friend, Mister Booty. General. What if Booty. he's the pilot? Okay. Driving straight, driving straight on into General. The, Booty. The jokes make themselves. They do.
2: All right starting off in the football portion of the mailbag here. Uh, when Noah Potter picked Cincinnati, what were his other school options? Um, if, well, if you go back to when he, uh, like initially was offered um, before he, we're talking came, about now. I know. Uh, but I mean, we talked about it a little bit at uh, Alabama. I mean, there were, there was a lot of teams initially offering him once upon a time, 24 offers. Uh, but if, we're talking right now. I'm
1: not sure who else. I listened. already told you earlier in the show. Do you not listen when I – you're like my wife and daughter. You, you I was actually
2: – I, I was moving the questions into the the banner section here in the production area. So
1: He officially visited yeah. Iowa State. Um, I did hear that. Kentucky was <laughs> doing everything possible to get involved. Even made a joke about that. Even made a joke about that.
2: Yep. My, my retention uh, but, level zero tonight.
1: But ultimately, uh, Iowa State and Cincinnati were kind of the two uh, finalists, if you will.
2: All right. Uh, Would you be in favor of the Big 12 adding Boise State and Memphis to the conference in a couple of years, as has been rumored about, um, or do you want the Big 12 to eventually have just 12 teams?
1: I just – Boise
0: and Memphis don't move the needle for me at all. I think Memphis, with their changes that they made to the, the or, or the expansion they're going to do to the stadium, make it look, you know, nicer and and whatnot. But it's still going to be a dump, right? I, Boise, I, I, I don't get the hype around Boise anymore. I think their it's, their times. It's a kinda, junior
1: college in the middle of nowhere.
0: Right. I, I mean, I think that's a time's blue kinda, field, come and gone. Um, but no. I mean, I could maybe see Memphis if if they just dominate in the AAC over the next few years, yeah. then possibly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think stick with what with what's already going to be on the uh, on the field now. All right, uh, just for fun, place Noah Potter in the two deep. Where is
2: he playing, and how many snaps?
1: Probably defensive end is, is my guess in a three-man front. Like, do I think you could maybe see him inside in four-man fronts? Yeah. But you could also say that about Malik Van. You could also say that about
0: Dwight Taylor.
1: Well, Briggs is going to be the nose tackle.
0: Right. But when he came in, remember, he was doing that and and then they kind of slid him down as well. So Sure, um, but I'm
1: talking about next year. Like, right. where is he at in the 2D for next year?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think he'll be at end – I don't know, like three tech or five tech, I I probably three, but I'm guessing he can probably play both. Right. Um, wherever they feel he's best situated to get to the quarterback. Like if the advantage is at right, like playing over the right tackle, like my did, then you use him there. If you, you wanted to set the edge and, and be a guy that tangles with the, the other team's best blocker at left tackle. That's also an option. Um, I think that's the nice part about the kid is because of his size, he's got some versatility. Like, and in a three-man front, there's a lot of different things you can do with him. Yep. Um. I, so somewhere on the outside, uh, with the second unit, I, I, I'm, I still, I don't see him usurping Malik or Jabari as a
0: starter. I mean, you even think back to last year, though, and and Briggs was getting a bunch of snaps, kind of as the one A one B option. But he um,
1: wasn't until Malik
0: got hurt. Right, right. But I mean, it it just seemed as if the depth was has always been a, a yeah. pinnacle thing on the defensive line. Sure. And they just didn't they, they have it, but it's just young and inexperienced. But now you're you're bringing in a guy who's been. In a high level program. Sure, he hasn't gotten the snaps yet, but that's for, for other reasons aside from talent. But
1: if he's healthy, just, I'd be surprised if he's not on the two deep when they break camp. I guess yeah, that's where exactly.
0: I'm Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think, I, I mean, just Jabari coming back for that next year, I mean, the extra year, I, I don't see any chance that he's getting a I think
1: he's in line for a big jump. I think right. he's going to have, maybe not, um, the ponder analytically jump. like Elijah ponder was like the best defensive end in the country. Right. right. <laughs> went before he got hurt his mm-hmm. senior year. I think he's going to have that type of jump where I, I think that kid is, is extremely talented and mm-hmm. it's just kind of been blocked. Right. Uh, when it comes to getting like the, the, the one a reps, I think he's going to shine with one a reps. I really do.
0: And and he's going to be, he's the backup kicker as well, I believe. So yeah. that's also a, yeah, he is, he's
1: now backup <laughs> kicker,
0: another added thing to his repertoire. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, I think Potter instantly that one, one, a one B the one B. So
2: we're worth mentioning here from the last question is a comment in the chat. Uh, hey, you know what? I can't wait for Not playing Memphis basketball every year with that GD awful floor.
0: Yeah. yeah, That floor, man. Whew. Thanks G Not great. Not great.
2: Uh, so that is the entirety of the football portion of the mailbag. It was not deep. Everybody got their questions answered. Uh, hopefully, we. Have I think some
1: everybody's taking a breath in May. Like this is May. This is. There May. was no this, time to breathe for like eighteen months. <laughs> we we sleep compete, in so. May. We get it. Yeah. Uh, what?
2: Is, so this is the basketball portion. Uh, what is Landers Nolly Landers Nolly's current status? Is he expected to begin summer workouts in a couple of weeks with the rest of the no. team?
1: He has to finish, graduate from Memphis. So whenever that is done, he'll be here.
2: And we kind of alluded to that. Yeah. Twenty um, four seven list Isaiah Collier now is warm on UCLA, cool on all other contenders. Is there any information coming out of his visit this past week to support that? Aside from the fact that it was his most recent visit.
1: Uh, not really. No. I mean, I could go in there and, and change all of that myself. So I, it, it, it doesn't, I don't know. It, it, I don't take anything from it. Um, I'm sure he had a great time on his official visit, much like I'm sure he had a great time. I know he had a great time on his official visit to Cincinnati. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't take anything from any of that stuff because it can just, anybody with access to the system can go in and change that stuff. I don't know who changed it, so I don't know who to comment on uh, made the change as to why they made it like I could I could right now go in and make Cincinnati warm for Isaiah Collier. It wouldn't be on any like I think Cincinnati's been warm on Isaiah Collier for you know months, ten months, eight months, whatever it is. Um, yeah. if it makes you guys feel better, I'll go make Isaiah Collier warm to Cincinnati, but <laughs> i I just I don't really play that game because it's it's not something. Like, I can control. Like, it, it's not my feeling on where Isaiah Collier's recruitment is. It's anybody with access to the back end of the system's feeling. Right. On where his recruitment is. Some relative too. Yeah. Like, I just – I don't really mess with that side of it because it's so subjective. And, you know, like, the guy from Kentucky puts in a, a crystal ball for every kid that visits K- Kentucky. <laughs> and his crystal ball percentage is, like, 74%. Like <laughs> – if he it, like, what if he was the one that went in and, and made Kentucky all of a sudden warm for Isaiah Collier? Everybody would freak, be freaking out. But it doesn't it doesn't prove that guy knows shit. We know he doesn't know shit based on his history. I'm taking shots tonight. I don't know why.
2: Uh, I don't think you mean liquor. So
1: uh, no, no yeah. liquor. Just direct, just firing away. I got the gun is loaded. I'm just taking shots. I don't know why.
0: King. Bang bang, bang bang.
1: Um, great stuff with DJ and Lepore this weekend.
2: What's one attainable skill or development area JD can sharpen now that will make the biggest difference for the team next year?
1: Playing defense, <laughs> right? Like that's yeah, that's the easiest way to get and stay on the floor. I once and... heard
2: someone describe Jeremiah Davenport's defense as chasing a laser. Like the laser pointer.
1: Right, like a, a cat chasing a laser yeah. pointer. <laughs> uh I mean I think that's a little It's harsh. A little harsh, but I I kinda I get the uh, I get the analogy. I get where they're coming from, I guess. Um he's gotta be able to like there needs to be either the three or the four or whatever it may be. There needs to be a position that you know, when we put him on the floor, he's going to be able to defend that position on most nights at a high level. Right. Um, I don't think we're there yet. So whether it be add some strength, so you don't get overpowered so much at the four, whether it be you know add some some lateral movement, so you're better off guarding big wings. Whatever the case may be, with the increased level of competition on the roster. He needs to be able to prove, like I can stay on the floor, because the points I'm scoring are greater than the points I'm giving
0: up. Right.
1: You oh, can shoot, right?
0: And and with the new additions, that should only help his offensive game, just spacing the floor out even more. Yeah. Where, where I definitely agree with that. Get that catch and shot up. Um, I mean, some people, some people might say his handle needs improved, but. I think shouldn't
2: shouldn't be handling it very often. Right. right. No, I think like
0: his, I I think you might've thought that because last year the team needed more offensive, you know, playmakers. And so at at times JD assumed that role, but now he can just use his shooting ability and max that out. But I think defense, no doubt is at the top of the list for JD. No doubt. Right. Um.
2: How long does the staff wait on a Collier
1: decision before they have to go another route? When they find out they're out or he commits to Cincinnati. I've answered that multiple times. That's not changing. If they find out he's no longer considering Cincinnati, then they'll move on. Or when he commits to Cincinnati, one of the two. But until then, they have put too much time, too much effort, like, they're in this one until there's a decision made one way or the other, as they should be.
2: And that is the basketball portion of the mailbag. Oh baby! i might it.
1: get out of here at a reasonable hour tonight. It's crazy
2: talk. Um, the last, the last question, of course, is usually the last question, and Skins is going to get all of it read tonight because we have we're, we're way ahead of schedule. Uh, Aaron, I have a Nigerian prince who wants to donate to the diaper fund. All he needs is your banking information. Thanks for that, Skins. <laughs> uh, I'll give you my Venmo. You can have that.
1: Oh, that's uh, great.
2: What is your favorite sporting event, or I'm sorry, sporting venue that you've visited and why? Personally, I accidentally ended up at the Skydome in Toronto with my grandmother, and I've never been anywhere quite like it.
1: Jerry World was a spectacle. It was awesome. It was that cool. was a spectacle. Um, mm-hmm. Basketball venues. The Yum Center is is special. Like yeah. if you've been down to the Yum Center, it is that is a special, special like building
0: environment. <laughs> um, <laughs> what just happened to that dog? They disagree. Yum, no, yum, no, no, no.
1: So Kelsey's off tomorrow because of the election, right? So she's got a friend over and she just like, she knows I'm in here recording this podcast. So she just opened the door to my office, which made the dog think like, I'm going to get to go into daddy's office and see what's going on. And then she saw me doing the the podcast. So she closed the door in his face and he wasn't real happy about it. Now he's at the other door to my office expressing his desire to be let in. Thanks so, Kelsey. Yeah, thanks Kelsey. Ted,
0: what's uh did you just go to the to, to the UC Louisville games? At uh yeah, I I've, I've
1: been down there for something else I can't remember what, but I've been in I mean I've been in there probably 5 6 times. Um I love that they've got the little bourbon bars. For yeah. the VIP yeah. folks like built in underneath. Um, it's, it's just well, it's well thought out, like it's a well designed yeah. basketball arena. It feels big time, right? It what? feels like a big time arena.
0: It's huge. I was there for the uh the Purdue Virginia game and the Elite Eight, if you guys remember that game at all a few years ago. And no, that really. was that was a wild. At, well, when Virginia won the, the title, Virginia won the title.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, Ka- yeah. Kyle
0: Guy and yeah, you know, but uh, man, that was a that was a fun environment. Um, it's it's
1: just a it's just a like a well a well thought spot. out well
0: constructed arena. I like right. it. I agree. I, uh, Aaron, what's yours? Fenway
2: was amazing. Nothing mm-hmm. short of amazing. Um, the crazy thing is when you're like walking through the tunnels, like the behind where you walk down to go sit like the actual guts of the stadium, Um, the ceiling, you can just reach up and it's like right here. Like it's not high. Um, Largely because it is, it was built so long ago. People weren't as tall as they are now. I blame, you know, the GMOs and our food and and chicken for the average height of people just being larger. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's crazy how low the ceilings are. It's absolutely insane. Um, also, Michigan was pretty cool. Um, I went for the UC-Michigan game and uh, being part of – that's
1: That place is really cool just because it looks so unassuming from the outside. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then the, the, the it's big like two-story. Yeah, mm-hmm. the big house is yeah. like two mm-hmm. stories. And then you walk in and there's 110000 110, seat stadium.
2: Um, and I'm, I appreciate the fact that I got to go there as a UC fan as opposed to an Ohio State fan because I can't imagine the reception would have been – Anywhere near
0: the same, just crazy. So no, no alcohol sales in there during that. that game, was but like, weird. But, with, but I don't know where the hell they'd
2: even put, like unless it was just lining the outer like, right area but, of. Three. But with the
0: sun then just beating down on you, like where's that when that when that third quarter was like like late late third quarter? I just remember I was uh, like, oh, gosh, man, just one catch I'm away from higher one too. Yeah, no, I know, but one uh, one catch away, yeah. But um, it, it is the month of May, so I I wouldn't be a, a true Indianian, a true Hoosier.
2: What I would, I didn't know if you're wrapping up because there's still one a
0: follow up. Oh no! Oh no! No. no, no okay. No. No, I'm I'm doing skins. A sports of venue. course, skins has another one. Sports but, venue a Fourteen special.
1: layer question. Yeah. Joe, go ahead.
0: I would. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the Indy 500. If you've never gone to the Indianapolis 500, I highly suggest that you somehow fit it into your schedule sometime soon. It's like the Kentucky Derby of, uh, of, of car racing, motor, motor racing, if you will. Uh, I know F1's blowing up, and but, man, Indy 500, they've got EDM concerts going on in the infield. They've got just a mass amount of people in one location. Everyone's having a good time. It's always fun. It's, a, it's just the greatest spectacle in racing is what they say. I've been going for about twenty years straight, and it is just an absolute blast every single year. I that realize. reminds
2: me, the Kentucky Derby was awesome, right? As well, the right. infield at the Kentucky Derby was fantastic. Had, have you guys I've never been done to the eighty-five
0: hundred? Have ever done eighty-five? Wow. I
2: don't go. I have never been to a, a race outside of a horse race.
0: So, so I will be honest. Eighty-five hundred. I, I don't really watch much of the race. It's it is just a it's a it is a party it is fun it sounds just, like the kentucky derby
1: yeah yeah it's just what 10 times the size of the yeah, infield at the and derby the,
0: and the volume it's yeah. just it's insane it, it, they, have, they have the snake pit that is just an edm concert just right in the middle of of the race it's a it's a wild fun and and before we've we've always uh camped out and then gone in it's just man it's Get your best jersey out and go have fun. What what's this?
2: I don't even know which place that's referencing, but the, the but
0: derby probably.
2: Maybe. I, I wasn't there this year. I was there um pre-COVID. But pre the pre-COCO. The pre- yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then the follow-up question is uh Brent, if you had to pick a favorite destination wedding based on the 2022 football schedule, which one would you choose? And why is it Tulsa with the flying spiders? Google it, not making it up. And which
0: would be your least favorite? I mean, I I think the answer is pretty easy, right? You'd, you'd go down to Orlando, have a nice nice wedding in Orlando. It'd be the uh, New Orleans. Well, we don't play at New Orleans this year. Uh, okay. Fair um, enough. It would. It would be. It would definitely be. Uh, Orlando. Orlando. Sucks. He's I mean, got
2: he's got free room and board. He's not worried about any
0: of. it. I mean, the only other option would be Dallas or Philadelphia. Uh, I've never I've
1: never been to Philly. I'd love to go to Philly to get like a real Philly cheesesteak.
2: I had one in the Philly airport because I didn't feel like I could leave Philly without having a cheesesteak. But it yeah, was, but it was, it was mid. It was, it was it was one of the chain restaurants, so it wasn't. Yeah, like i said, you'd have to
1: go to you know, like one of the, and, and not like Pat's or Joe's or one of the like tradition, like the, the, the touristy well, spots the whole in
0: the wall type thing. You got to
1: find out like, what's the real, the real spot for a cheesesteak and go right. get one of those. So
2: That'd you're be- getting it with the, uh with the cheese spread.
1: Yeah. I get whiz. The okay. whiz. No onions for me. I'm not, uh, obviously as we, we know, know, I'm not an onion person, Uh but just the steak and the whiz. Although I'm not like, I, I, I enjoy a cheesesteak with provolone as well.
2: Same, yeah. Uh, Brent, what would be the least? It's gotta as, be. It's gotta as... be Tulsa, right? I mean, <laughs> due to the flying spiders, yeah. especially
1: if there are flying spiders, fuck that place.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I read about it.
2: They don't bite or anything like that. They apparently just... I don't
1: care, yeah.
0: dude. I I hate moths, man. I'm afraid of moths. We've discussed this. Imagine a flying spider. Man. Yeah, I'm not here for that. This isn't Australia. If I want that, I'll. I'll go down. You know, where everything is trying to actively kill you. You know. Okay,
1: so you're not going to like my answer, Jeffrey. Where's the real Cincinnati chili?
2: We've talked about this a (laughs) hundred times. Well, largely on the PTP.
1: The best Cincinnati chili is Dixie Chili in Northern Kentucky. That's That's the. the the, That's the. That's (laughs) That's where the chili that tastes the best. Now that doesn't mean I don't like Skyline. Because I like Skyline, I, I, Gold Star's too runny for me. No thanks. Um, so I'm out on that. But like, I do like I like Camp Washington. Um, you ever been th- Price Hill? Yeah, Price Hill's good. I like Price Hill quite a bit. I've actually there's one I've heard. So, um, are you guys familiar with Bards Burgers? No, it's in Latonia uh, over here in Northern Kentucky. Also, not familiar
2: and, with Latonia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's at Covington, basically. It's Covington. It's like it's, North Covington. That's <laughs> what it is. Why, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, they have one of those crazy. They've been. They were a man versus, versus food. I think they have a crazy like ten burger, like ten patty challenge. Magic, yeah, but I've heard some some reviews that they have a really really good uh, Cincinnati style chili. Oh, so. That's not too far from me. I might have to try it and, and give a give a report.
2: All right. Well, like I said, that's the mailbag. You can get us out of here, Brent. Hey, baby, baby.
0: I I, I did want to mention. I, sure. I saw on I saw on Twitter, uh, Louis Riddick, a pretty pretty big. uh analyst. I that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty pretty big. Alec analyst. Pierce. Picture of Alec Pierce. Off as rookie of the year. I mean, I
2: saw someone analyzing Alec Pierce after camp and saying that. They still need to find a speed guy, and I'm like, I don't think you watched his 40 time,
1: right? Like, I don't think yeah. you're paying attention,
0: right? <laughs> no, I think uh, I think Alec is just like he's the perfect guy that, like, deceptively athletic. You know, just wait until you see him out on the field. Wait until you see him dominate, and I'm I'm all about it. I'm all about it. So that I mean, it's the no standard. I'm he's the biggest. White, so I'm, I'm the biggest Alec Pierce stand. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just saying, that. I just, I hate that. Like, but he's yeah, right, so well, he's well, yeah well, no, but if someone tweeted saying that we need a speed guy still, then I've been like,
2: saying this since he even went in and people were comparing him to only white receivers, like not going down here again. No, goodness. But, but yeah.
0: It's uh, it's awesome to see that mention and everything's heading the right direction for all thing UC sports. So, uh guys, the BBP man, we came in with one topic and we really stretched it out and and did the best that we could. Shortest so, podcast in a while.
1: Uh, the First time we've been under 2 in a bit.
0: Well, we've we've been doing solid. It's May. It's May, <laughs> right? <The> greatest <laughs> it's May. We only
1: do 2 hour shows in May. Like yeah. hour 50, that's our limit in May. Right.
0: Right, exactly. So, we'll heat
1: back up in June.
0: No Potter is a bear cat. Uh Garth Brooks is a sensey guy. Uh, Corey Kiner's back up. in town. Corey Kiner's in town. Lock it in. Man, things are uh things are Ravon Griffith is dunking all over people. So yeah.
1: Just, Even uh, when things are slow. Yeah. Things are slow. You still know where happen. to go. You we got
0: you. Go. You know where to go. So for uh a, a big special thanks you, thanks, of course, to Urban Artifacts and to uh, Danco Transmission. But uh aside from that, man, for for my buddies, my pals. Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel. I am Brent Young. Yet again, this was another fantastic Bearcat Journal nightcap. Oh, dude, no. I this hit the is wrong another one. JK. fantastic Bearcat <laughs> Bounce podcast, the BBP presented by See ya!